The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. And now you're listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. As ever in the studio, it's me, Emma, her, Leo. Thank you. Hi. (laughs) And erstwhile, Very Loose Women, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi. And we're really thrilled to have a special guest and friend, Ruby Stevenson. Hi, Ruby. Hi. We've got you on this week to talk about life modelling, and you've chosen a song. Would you care to introduce it? Of course. Well, it's quite difficult to find songs about nudity that aren't sexual, so I feel like this was one of the few options. This is David Byrne's uh, Buck Naked. Did you have naturist parents growing up? Lisa, you seem confused by this question <laughs> in the in the little break we just had. Yeah, so I wasn't sure if, if that meant are your parents nudists? <laughs> How, were they were they walking around the house naked sometimes? Did you see yeah, them naked? Did you yeah, bathe with yeah. your parents ever? I don't think I bathed with them specifically, but I think there was nudity in the house when we were kids, yeah. Not what about all you, the time, but you know. Well, I think as kids we were like naked a lot. So my, I think my dad, I've heard that he had this theory of like distance parenting from like the 19th century where like it wasn't healthy for the parents to see their children until they were like eight. So we didn't see them like that much kind of naked or clothed even it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> or clothed, but there are a lot of pictures of like my sisters and I and my cousin naked and actually there's this whole series of photographs where like my cousin and I we were like about the same age and we were wandering around the garden there was like this broken pipe in the garden and (laughs) I'm worried about where this is going (laughs) well we got naked and had a mud bath and and then my mum found us and was like oh it's so cute they're like having this mud bath she took loads of pictures and then the neighbor took them to get developed and and when she took them to Boots, they like put censored all over the pictures because it could because it could have been like child pornography or something. But then like I remember like I was naked a lot in boarding school. Like I found that like quite normal. And I remember people being like, mm, might want to not be naked in this context. But then, but then also later on, I found loads of pictures of my mum naked wearing a necklace. But apart from that, like and holding lavender. But apart from that, like completely naked. That so, like, sounds like something else like entirely. Picture. <laughs> I feel like that nice. went off on a tangent that was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about that with a therapist at some point, or which? <laughs> I don't know a lot of it. Um, for me, I I used to have like baths with my parents and things like that, and I definitely remember seeing them naked around the house. Like I feel like I've got a very strong memory for some reason of my mum playing badminton naked. I don't know why, but that's something that's like obviously stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah and I didn't think it was anything crazy. I was like, yeah, cool, badminton. Uh, what about you, Ruby? I think I had a very average amount of nakedness in the family. Like I knew what people's bodies looked like. I knew what grown-ups' bodies looked like, and I loved being naked as a kid because it's just, and still do, because it's like the best your body feels when there's nothing on it. I think I was one of those like stripper kids. I don't know if if you've met other kids like this, but actually now you've said that, it has reminded me that when I was little, I used to take my clothes off all the time. I just used to like love getting naked. Like no one else around me was naked, Mm. just me. I think the majority of- That's pretty normal. The majority of my 
like images and photos of me as a kid, I was either like naked or in ridiculous fancy dress. There wasn't really a, <laughs> <No happy laughs> a mid ground. No. Just recently, like Leo and I went to see Mae Martin doing stand up, and um, she just told this really funny story about how when she was younger, I think she she'd gone home recently and said to her parents, like, "What did I used to ask for at Christmas? Like, what presents? I can't really remember." And they were like, "Well, until you were about ten, you only every wanted year, one thing. You only wanted one thing. Every year, you would just ask that your present would be on Christmas Day, you'd be allowed to be naked. So like, they'd have all this family around." for like a really fancy dinner and stuff and she'd just be sat there like this like up until 10 or whatever like year old child just totally naked and That's everyone would story. be like dressed to a tee yeah, right. so she. in a way yeah <laughs> um, dressed without a tee and so like was there an age for any of us that we realised that being naked in public probably wasn't looked upon well I feel like it wasn't as much of an age but when I I think when I started to get like leg hair and puberty set in that was me realising that my body was sexual and that it could be seen as not just harmless and like a nice body to other people. So I think I kind of put a lot of that shame onto myself as soon as my body started changing. Yeah, I would say, I think I, I don't know that there was a moment I became aware, but I feel like, well, there must have been, but I think I've always known that it was more acceptable. Like as a little kid at the beach, you often see little kids naked, whereas for adults, you don't so much. So I guess I've always known there's always been that difference socially like it's an etiquette thing isn't it and then it becomes like a private thing to be naked yeah. when you hit yeah as you say like a kind of puberty type age yeah. maybe but then that's so British like suddenly when you go to Mediterranean countries mm. or even like in gardens in like parks in Berlin or Germany people are naked and that's not a big deal but in the UK it's covering up I remember like being on a beach and my sister who's three years younger than me running around naked really happy and me suddenly feeling like I, as still like a kid, should be putting on a swimming costume. So that was a strange. It's also colder in Britain. Just True. putting that on there. Give me your heart. I'll give you mine first. Give me your time. And I'll give you my trust. This week we're talking about life modelling. So how did you get into life modelling, Ruby? Well, I started life modelling probably about four years ago. Uh, when I was still at university because it was the thing I could do that kind of took up the least amount of time and I got paid the most. So that was my primary goal. Um, and then after that, I'm an artist as well and I've been doing loads of life drawing classes and stuff forever. So I think for me, there was also a creative element. I wanted to be able to see the dual perspective of sort of what it was like on the other side of that class and what it felt like. So how did you feel the first time you did it? Were you nervous? What were you thinking about? I don't know. I, it was. It feels like a long time ago because I've been doing so much of it, but I don't think I was that nervous. I think I was quite aware that it was maybe a bit of a radical statement sort of in my friendship group, like, yeah, I, I pose naked now, that's a big thing. But as soon as I was in the situation, honestly, within the first minutes, it just wasn't a big deal. I think because I've been in classes before and I know that when you're drawing or painting, you're never looking at a body and picking out bits and sort of looking at it in the way that sometimes we can do of our own bodies. So that was quite nice. But I did have a really, I remember starting out, one of my friends at the time just asked me like the worst question really normally and said like, oh, okay, that's cool that you're starting to model, but isn't it kind of hard because for the whole two hours you have to suck your stomach in the whole time? Oh, my goodness. It's just like, mm, babe, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> that's not what this is. So I think it was other people's perceptions more than mine that I found difficult. Do you worry at all then? So it sounds like you don't, but I guess I was going to ask, like, do you ever worry that people are like, assessing your body? It sounds like it's not really a concern then. 
even when you first started, did you think like, oh, they're going to look at me? and Or what if they like say, oh, you're not what we wanted? Or Not really. I mean, I think if anyone goes into that situation and they are looking at a body in that kind of way, they're in the wrong place. It's not about me. And I've definitely been in some classes that are more amateur when you can see either typically girls looking at and picking apart your body a little bit and then guys being quite sort of subtly aggressive, sort of walking a little bit too close to you while you're posing to get more charcoal or paper, that kind of stuff. I, I mean, it's more their problem than it is mine. And do you find it like liberating to do? Like, what is your feeling when you're doing it? Or is it just like, this is a job, I'm just sat here and getting some money for sitting still? I'd say it's, I'd say it's kind of half and half because it is, it's fun. You don't, as sort of in British society, you don't often get to be naked around other people. Um, and so that's quite a fun thing to experience. So I guess in some ways, yeah, that is liberating, but also it's a job and it's a part of a creative process. So I think I, I try not to think of it as like crazy, crazy liberating because it, it, it kind of then turns it into something that's not. As we're saying, like you don't really feel like you're being assessed when you're doing it, but do you feel like you do any kind of beautification or like any preening beforehand? Like, because people are going to look at you naked, whether or not they're you know, being judgmental about it. Like, is there anything you do to prepare? Yeah, that's quite a good question. I don't think I do anything intentionally. I've definitely had, I've definitely been in classes where I've worked with the artist before and my body hair has been different from the last time and they've been quite surprised. Like, oh, you've like changed things up this time around. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never been for the class. It's just been like, that was a lazy week or that was a week where I'm like enjoying being hairy or whatever. Um, so no, other than that, not really. Do you bring your own heater to the class? I hate being too hot. I'm, I don't know how many other models do this, but I, if I'm in a room with a heater and it's really, really warm, I will get sleepy. So I'm the weird person who I'm wearing nothing and everyone else is wearing clothes and I insist on the windows being open and having a big sort of like draft going through the room. So no, no heaters. So you say you sometimes get sleepy. Have you ever fallen asleep in class? Once. It was not good. I think, well, I'm, I'm really upset about this situation because it could have been avoided as an awkward thing. Models sometimes fall asleep. I, I hope that I never do again because it's obviously not why you're there. But I fell asleep in the middle of this class and the teacher didn't talk for the whole time sort of when he was teaching. It was a really antisocial thing. Sometimes they can be really chatty and everyone's sort of friendly. This one, no one was chatting. And I dozed off when I was doing a pose lying down. I have no idea how long I was asleep for, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know. And when I woke up, everyone from the class had like stood up from their desks and were hovering and looking at me. <laughs> and then as soon as they realised my eyes were opening, everyone shuffled and went straight back to sit down and just started drawing again. And it was never brought up, never. Do you think they were like, wow, she's so good at posing and she stays still for so long? <laughs> it's incredible. No, I think she book her again. No, no, I think it was more like, what is she doing? And should someone poke her with a pencil? <laughs> and then I woke up. I've got to ask a classic very loose women question. It always comes back to this. What do you do if you're on your period? Because oh. I'm imagining standing there naked, like not legs splayed, but you know, your legs <laughs> some distance apart. And just like, I mean, you know, people can draw a string if there's a string hanging down, but what would you do? Well, I feel like. I have trumped this question because I am a huge advocate of the moon cup. So that means that even if you're on your period, no one has to know. But I guess I know other models who use tampons and like cut the strings off. But it shouldn't make a big difference, really. I mean, what do you guys think? 
Yeah, I guess. That, well, we're big fans. The thing is, we're all big fans of the idea of the moon cup. <gasps> no, but we're not. No. Moon cup users. Oh my no, god! I shouldn't please. say that because we all want moon cup to sponsor us. That's the like only people we want to sponsor us. So we're always talking about moon cups, and I think some of us even own moon cups. But the other it's very loose women, Catherine oh tried the moon cup as. Well. Have you tried she did one, a Lucy? live review? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's yeah, a we, revelation to a lot of people. Her, what happened to her was she I was, I think, about somewhere. to insert it or something. Like I think she had it in her hand yeah. and it sprung off up into like, the ceiling. You know, she had it in her hand and like, <laughs> it, like you know what I mean? Because it's like what is it, kind Twanged. of springy, yeah. And it like sprung off and she just like never saw it for like months. And I convinced myself that it like got stuck to her ceiling and that one day like, an opportunity, yeah, suction onto her ceiling. And then one day like in a date or something in a romantic moment, an opportunity moment, it would just head. fall on someone's head. Yeah. But actually, I think it rolled under her bed and it got covered in penning. And so she was like, I can't use it now. Yeah, okay. Which is fair. That's a valid excuse, but you guys, I'm disappointed. I think, well, I feel like Moon <laughs> Cup should personally really. sponsor me because I, sh- I shout about it all the time. It takes like a couple of times to get used to, but oh my God, it will change your life. Okay, well, I've still got mine. So maybe you c- we'll do some coaching at some point over the I'm, phone. I'm very happy to Skype do that. or something. Yeah, um, that's all good. Maybe not in person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Glad we got that one done. Okay, so... Actually, what I want to ask you as well, do you like look at people's drawings of you afterwards? And like, how do you feel when you see how they've reimagined you? Is it different to how you view yourself? Yeah, God, it's a, it's really, it's a privilege when I get to see people's work because sometimes people can be really secretive. But most of the time now, the artists and the classes that I work for, because I am an artist as well, I feel like I have sort of a one-up on their experience and we can kind of talk about their creative process. Um, the thing that is kind of, it's quite difficult to describe, but when I'm modeling, it's kind of a really pure form of being objectified in a way because I'm not there to be myself. I'm there to be a body that someone can work from. And so whenever I see someone else's work, a part of me is like, sometimes I will see characteristics of myself and they will have sort of got something about me, which is really lovely to see but it's actually they're they're working on themselves and they're kind of projecting an image of themselves through me does that make sense at all yeah definitely yeah sorry this is a, a really prosaic question but you know how they are they, they would ask you to sit or lie down yeah. do they ask you to do specific things with your hair because you have like lovely long hair by the looks of things i'm intrigued about how you know do they mind if it's up if it's down most of the time they like it up because I, uh, people seem to like my neck quite a lot. Um, so they like the hair up out of the way. I used to have crazy colored hair and then they would want it down and people would like have this wild splash of color in their stuff, which was nice. Um, I've got a question about, so you know when you're kind of like wandering around, like having a bit of a chat with people and saying like, oh, you know, that's really interesting you've done that or whatever about their mm-hmm. work. Are you naked when you're wandering around? No. Okay. Because <gasps> that would be quite a strange, no? Okay, what were yeah. you saying? <laughs> so this is the, This is the tip that I would say to anyone who would want to try modeling, because I know it's actually only been guys I've heard have done this, um, have started life modeling and not thought to bring a robe. And if you don't bring a robe, you're in trouble because when you're posing and you're naked, it's quite powerful. It's sort of totally chilled out. Everyone knows the score there. As soon as you start walking around with a cup of tea and a biscuit and you're naked, it starts to get a bit weird. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not appropriate. It's not like a Who professional for, yeah. yeah. So I've heard of stories of men posing and then just having to sort of, like, wander around completely naked. So that's... Just having no. to. Mm. Ha- oh. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> Running naked like the day when I was born. Where all naked in the 
keeping those poses and what do you think about when you're doing it okay so yes it's hard to hold poses it's not I'm I'm quite used to it now so I can do it but sometimes especially when it's a really 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 long pose so I've had to pose for like days doing the same thing sometimes for a couple of hours with breaks right with breaks yeah <laughs> not like 48 hours straight um, potty underneath you yeah oh yeah classy all the way um so when I mean, any pose, it can. there will be some kind of stress in your body that you would never expect. So even something really simple, like just sat down sort of after an hour, there will be a part of your body or a muscle that you didn't know you had that is hurting. But you get used to it. And most of the time, the, the artists that I work with are kind and let me have a walk around and bring me cups of tea. So um, what are you thinking about when you're doing it? Are you like meditating? Obviously, you gave us a tip earlier, which is to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> that is an anti-tip. That's an anti-tip. <laughs> no one wants but, that. Um, what, like, what are you thinking about? Are you like looking at something? Are you like thinking about your dinner the next day? Like, what are you trying to do? So I think the more mundane thoughts you have, the more prone you are to boredom. So I kind of sometimes I drift into meditating, which is really nice because then sort of 45 minutes have gone by and you're just like, oh, that happened. That was nice. Um, and then I sing to myself in my head quite a lot of the time, which is which is fun, actually. I enjoy doing that. Do you I, sing made-up songs or songs that you know? I sing songs that I know. I kind of challenge myself to sing things like, oh. I think I know that song, but how much of it do I know? Um, and then, <laughs> Can I do the whole rap from uh, <laughs> 99 Problems? Yeah, I'm have really good ever, at karaoke now. Have you ever got carried away and just started singing? Or dancing? No, I'm... <laughs> I hope not. God, what if I didn't know? I was so in, like, into the zone that I just didn't even know. I used Why to do that as a kid. Me. I used to, um, like, hum, and then my mum would be like, can you stop singing? And I was like, I'm not singing. I <laughs> would just go on for a while. Maybe, yeah, no. Maybe that's, it doesn't really sound like that's what's happening. That's, that, that is not happening. But, yeah, I think it's quite nice because I do, so I don't model full time, and I think it would be, in terms of holding the poses and all that kind of stuff, it would be a lot harder for models who are full-time. But this is such a great job because it allows me to have so much time to think. And a lot of the time I feel like we don't have the chance to think. So I I will have these crazy, crazy thoughts that I'm allowed to sort of let go on for a, a far longer time than normal. So I'll sort of go uh, walk away from a session thinking like, oh my God, I've got to do this project and these things and have all these ideas. And two days later I'll realise that they're all really bad ideas and I should never tell anyone about them. But also you don't have a pen and paper. Yeah. So you, you can't just be like, hold on, guys, I've got to note down this great idea. Oh, then lo- there's actually loads of pens, well, pencils and paper, but you can't use any of them. You may not access just them. Just staring at yeah. them. Yeah, that's true. Okay, here's a serious question. Do you ever fancy the people that you're modeling for? And is that a pro or a con? Like, is that like, oh, this is a nice way to like spend my time? Or also, like, they've already seen the goods before they... Um... <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. You, is it... <laughs> okay, so... Mm. A couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have been able to answer this question because most of the time I'm modeling for women in their 60s and 70s, which isn't personally for me a huge scope of fancying people. But they're wonderful people. I've got some great like old lady friends. Um, But about two weeks ago, I was modeling for a class of very cool Mediterranean artists one of which happens to be an incredibly gorgeous man. And it really threw me because that's never happened to me before. And I think I acted really inappropriately. (laughs) Do you want to tell us more? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. So it was, I think, 
nudity is so great and it's so great when it's not sexualized because so often it is but um i think i kind of self-sexualized in this situation <laughs> that sounds really filthy but i think i know what you mean it's not that filthy i mean i was still posing and doing my job but i kind of to while away the hours that i was posing i kind of started flirting with him life model style i think so i'd kind of do one pose that was very direct and like staring at him for 20 minutes and then the next one I'd sort of go from hot to cold and be like turn my back and say no you can't have this have and then you the ever next time draw, like been drawing in a life modeling class where you've noticed something like that going on no never no which is which is what I'm carrying with me because I really hope it wasn't as obvious as I'm scared it was mm. no I'm sure it wasn't I'm sure I didn't notice you staring oh. at him for 20 minutes that sounds <laughs> totally normal <laughs> it's quite aggressive isn't it really have you ever felt like the inverse that someone's like been staring at you in a non-life drawing way like romantically mm. no not really I think early on when I was doing it at university some people would sort of because it was like two pounds to go some people were going for a laugh and then it was like way some boobs or whatever but you can brush that off and that mm. sounds quite pathetic I think now because the, like most of the time when I work I'm working with artists and groups of artists it just doesn't really happen what do you enjoy most about it? It's, I mean, it's really great to be surrounded by like creative artists for some of the time. Um, it's lovely to see people's work and to see their creative process. Um, and especially working one-on-one, -on -one, I've worked with some great artists and you kind of see how a painting starts and changes. And there are layers of paint that no one else will see other than me. So that's sort of symbolically quite a special thing. Um, I like that it gives me time to think. I like that I get to be naked. It's yeah, it's just it's really good fun. And I've met loads of people that I would never expect to meet. So, yeah, like my seven year old gal pals who like tell me about their boyfriend troubles and give me wisdom <laughs> beyond my ears. That's useful. And what about the yeah. worst things? Is there any downsides to it or like anything bad that's happened with it? Yeah. So there's one one bad thing has happened, which I'm really sad about because I feel like could have been avoided but um, yeah, anyway, it happened. I kind of early on when I was modeling, I ended up not before I was signed on to sort of like a legitimate database, started to talk to this guy and I'd seen his work online. I really trusted what he was doing. We spoke on the phone probably four times before we met and I thought he was slightly eccentric, but nothing other than that. And then I rocked up to his house and I'd done all the responsible stuff of sort of people knew where I was and everything, but rocked up to his house and very quickly it became apparent that he was sort of mentally very unwell and scatty and sort of quite, I didn't feel sexually threatened at all, but I just, it was a, an unpleasant situation to be in. And then his flat was, was kind of like a secret life of hoarders on steroids. Like nothing had been removed from that house in over 10 years. Really, really mm. not a nice way to live. And so that really shook me because I was young and I was just, I kind of have, I'm very confident about nudity and about being naked and my body. And suddenly it was the first time that I'd been faced with the fact that I can be very vulnerable being naked. So, yeah, I mean, I got out, I didn't pose for him, got out of the situation. My boyfriend at the time, I kind of made him call me and pretended I had to pick him up from A&E in some elaborate, non-believable <laughs> excuse. Um, but it was, it was sad for me to have that experience because every other experience I've had, people have been professional and wonderful and like really, really great to work with. Um, I know you mentioned to me the is it Guilty Feminist podcast had yeah. like a bit of a discussion about life modeling and mm -hmm. you seem to disagree with things they said. And what was your issue with what they said? And yeah, what they I, present? I think I can see why they did it. So the podcast 
sort of sets challenges. And I think this was all about nudity. So one of them who had lots of body hangups went and modeled for a class. And it was just very like they really compared the bodies between her and like the other younger woman who was posing, which I found kind of sad. And then it was very much about how other people see your body. And I can see that. And I think, I mean, I have hang-ups about my body like everyone does. But when you step into a situation where you're modelling, I hope that that kind of sheds away because it's suddenly not about your body in the world. It's about your body in an, like an artistic space. And, yeah, and it's weird, actually. Sometimes I, I... Especially it happens with women, unfortunately, who maybe aren't as confident drawers or painters... I will look at their work of me and they will have kind of like airbrushed me <laughs> in yeah. painter style. So suddenly like I, I'll have this like really flat, tiny tummy and my boobs will have sort of become these strange like post-op things. And it just looks horrible. So that's quite nice for me. To do you think they're that. just bad, not bad artists, but do you think their artistic expression is poor? Or do you think it's like a deliberate deception? I'd say it was a bit of both, probably. <laughs> do you think they're trying to flatter you? Like, oh, that's that's how you look. Like, Maybe. Like this one. But then that's so weird because it's like I don't want to be flattered. I'm not here to be flattered. Um, I'm here to, so that you can sort of get what you want from this and sort of paint something real. So I always love it when I'm kind of painted like a sort of bit like juicy Botticelli esque person. Like that's great. I don't want to be skinnier at all. Um, but yeah, the guilty feminists, I think they could sort of focused on that a little bit too much. Because I could see, but it was just frustrating. I've got to ask the rest of the people in the studio, would you pose? Would you life model? Ooh. I think in, in the right circumstances, I wouldn't be averse to it. But I can't see myself in those circumstances, if that makes sense. That's a very vague answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I, um, like for I this don't group have of people, any specific qualms. Um I'm just not sure where I would where I would where I would go. <laughs> Maybe answer in a second. What about you, Leah? I'm like the opposite. Like I would definitely I would definitely life model in any situation. I don't think I'd really mind. But my concerns are like very logistical. Like I think I would get cold and I think I would get a sore back. Mm. Um I think uh yeah, that just those kind of things. I think I would really, really like a whole group of room like a whole room of people drawing me naked or taking pictures of me naked. Like I think I'd love that. It's That'd good fun. Totally up my street. But then what would you like about it? What well I think I think I would really like to see how other people see me. Um and I yeah, I'd really like to see their work and yeah, I I don't know. I I I think I'm very comfortable generally, like naked or clothed, and so like it wouldn't like I would be capitalizing on that comfort switch, and I think that that's you just want to choose the pose. Yeah, Preferably I guess lying like down. yeah, yeah Eyes I think closed. I think falling asleep <laughs> would be my ideal one. Yeah. Cup of tea. Yeah, people th- are terrified actually of like when I'm in a room. If I ask people what poses they want to see you will never see a room of more terrified people of like, oh my God, the naked girl like wants us to tell her what to do and that's so not okay. So I, I, I mean, you'd absolutely be able to pick your own poses. It's good to know. So yeah. no one ever suggests like, oh, do like a headstand or like anything that's going to be... No. <laughs> that should be me Just in the back like, trying to be vicious. Just a two-hour headstand. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I kind of... I think I'm probably viewing it wrongly from like listening to you talk about it because I think that like, I, I might enjoy doing something like that because I would find it kind of liberating and I think I would be like oh you know i do have loads of hang up about my, hang ups about my body but i would kind of feel like oh yeah they're just viewing me as like a body as like some arms and legs and stuff mm. people aren't sat there being like oh she's got like a weird belly button 
I don't, by the way. Um, or like, you know, like those kind of things that I might feel insecure about. So I guess maybe that's the wrong way to view it, but I think it could be something that's quite useful Yeah. if you feel a bit insecure. That in itself is way. liberating, though, because I think it's just quite nice to realise I am one body of many, basically. That's nice. Um, do you have any tips now for anyone who wants to get into life modelling? What should they do? Bring a robe. Bring a robe. <laughs> Bring a robe. <laughs> and enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Very Loose Women um, on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, that was Ruby Stevenson. Thank you very Thank much, you. Ruby. Um, do you want to maybe plug your Instagram very quickly because I haven't done that? Yeah. Ruby Rare. Follow me. Perfect. And we are at VLW Radio. Book naked now. I like when we were born. When will we find out? And why? Take so long and we're buck naked now and we're buck naked now and we're buck naked now Have you ever life modeled? Yeah, I have actually just once in this pub near Brockwell Park. A friend of mine uh, who was doing life modeling recommended it to me. And yeah, so I went along. I had kind of mentally prepared myself. It wasn't a huge deal, but I'd kind of mentally prepared myself to get naked in front of all of these strangers. And I got there and she was just getting me to do pose after pose in front of these people with all of my clothes on. And this friend who'd recommended to me was in the next room and she was completely naked. And I felt kind of self-conscious for having all my kit on and feeling like everyone around had come to kind of do drawings or paintings of a naked person and here I was all clothed and so I kept kind of taking the woman aside who'd organized the whole thing and telling her like I'm it's okay with me if you want me to take my kit off by the way and she was just like oh it's fine it's fine <laughs> and I kept feeling like you know the people who were there to paint me would be kind of annoyed with me for some reason. So I kept kind of coming back to her. Insisting. <laughs> Insisting until like, it seemed kind of weird that I was, it was like, oh no, I, I want to take my kit off and no one else wants me to. And she eventually conceded and was like, okay, well you can take your trousers off <laughs> if you like. And I did, but I still had like my boxes on underneath it and a jumper. <laughs> On the top layer. Yes, I still had my socks on and I just kind of posed for the next part of the hour just um, in, in wearing boxer shorts and, and a sweater. Bug naked now, and we're bug naked now in the eyes of the Lord.